not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 You didn't say it last week. I didn't week say it last week, but I got scolded. What's the name oh. of the show? The show's Beyond. Name is Beyond. Beyond. Lord, you've said it enough times. Hey, everybody, welcome to Beyond episode 535. Yes. We're not saying it ever again. We're, that's the last time we've ever said Beyond on this show. Just We're not saying it. Beyond again. Did it. Joke's Beyond. on me. My Beyond. name is Max Scoville, and I'm joined today Beyond. by Brian Altano. Beyond. Jonathan Dornbush. Beyond. And Marty Sleva. Friendship Wagon. The friendship wagon. The trailer. The trailers are all hitched together with some sort of sturdy rope, and these boys are off on a nice Oregon trail of fun and companionship. <laughs> I'm extremely tired. I was on vacation, and I'm jet lagged, and I think I'm sick. But I'm going to do my best to power through this. We've got all sorts of hot, exciting news from the realm of video games. Um, first and foremost, uh, Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank are free on PlayStation Plus this month. Go play them, please. Yes, please. Those are both very awesome games. Hopefully you don't play them like really back to back because they're tonally just exactly polar opposites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we can talk about that in a second. Uh, there's some delays, uh, which are not, oh not great. There are promotions, which are good for the people Ooh. being promoted, and departures, which really could go either way. Uh, we're going to talk about the hit PlayStation uh, game publisher, Valve, which is they're doing some stuff with games. Uh, but let's talk about Bloodborne and Ratchet and Clank first. Yeah, I feel bad because we didn't talk about it last week and we really should have because I was very yeah. excited on the fact that two, in my opinion, two of the best PS4 exclusives slash games of this generation are free. I agree. Such a lineup. Yeah, yeah, Ratchet and Clank is a great game. Do we have to say anything else about it? Does anyone have anything yeah. else to say? That's yeah, yeah. A really, really good game. So I played that. I wasn't really attached to the originals. Like I never got into them when they came out. I know mm-hmm. they're, they're great games, but as far as that level of nostalgia, the aesthetic, I feel like, is very... Um, it's beautiful here, so you that's, can see Well, here. that's <laughs> definitely not Ratchet and Clank. That, there's, is that, there, there, there is. There is the one, yeah. Uh, the aesthetic, I feel like a lot of people who are younger than me are nostalgic for it, but like, in the same way that I like look at an old Super Nintendo game and I'm like, oh, like that's my childhood yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I was a little bit out, kind of outgrown that that look. But uh, I played the game, and gradually I was like, "Oh, this feels like a like a Rocket Raccoon game." Yeah, you know, you're yeah. like this little, I mean, totally. you know, this little like vermin with a gun, a wise cracking vermin that. with a large it's just, gun. It's yeah. just super fun, and yeah. I also love that they they kind of screwed around and they were like, "Hey, here's the game based on the movie, based on the game," and this is you know, this is good, unlike what? the movie, considerably yeah. better. Yeah, it's yeah. very self aware, and yeah. like I love. I, I'm pretty nostalgic for that franchise. I grew up with it on PS2. And what I love about this one is it looks like a Pixar movie, like in action. Like it is such right. a gorgeous. Mm-hmm. When I went back and looked at what the PS2 one looked like, I'm like, how is this the same game? Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's crazy. But it's also still just so fun to play. Like they really, they left a lot of what was intact on the PS2 there, but refined it a bit. And so the weapons that they created way back when are still there and they're awesome right. weapons. Yeah. Like the weapons that you get to play with, it's like there's a disco gun that makes all the enemies dance. Like yeah, the weapons are so good. It's well, such a wide range. And it's one of those things, uh, I was sick over the weekend and I played, for some reason, I just wanted comfort food games and so I played a bunch of this and I played a bunch of Sunset Overdrive and that just got me super excited for Spider-Man. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Because yes. Sunset Overdrive yeah. is like, oh, this is how Spider-Man's going to feel. Yeah. Right. Move around right. New York mm-hmm. and then all of sort of the humor and the gadgets in uh, Ratchet and Clank, I'm like, oh, and then this is what the game, like, the, the tools we have at our disposal, this is what they're going to feel like, and this is what the, the dialogue and the banter is going to be like, which is awesome. The disco that's, spider. Yeah, that's that's really interesting to perceive it that way as sort of a, the recipe for what mm-hmm. Spider-Man's going to be. I saw that they were tweeting out some like still images of Peter Parker in a full suit in his apartment and everything, and I was like, oh, that's right. They're making this game, and it's going to be yep. incredible. Yep. Like I think we've... Spectacular. Spectacular is the word. Amazing. amazing. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I think we've been sort of like 
I, I will say I've been sort of calm about my optimism for that game because I don't really know where it's going to go. But the more I pay attention to it, I'm like, no, this is a real thing. There was a while there where I was like, I don't know if the Spider-Man is going to be an actual full game, if it's just going to be QTEs or if it's going to be like, no, this is a, a real full-fledged Spider-Man game. And it's going to be fantastic. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, and yeah, so go play Ratchet. Uh, the animation's really fantastic. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about that. Yeah, the, but, the lighting really is really yeah. cool because I think yeah. it's neat. The designs are very like, you know, they're, they they polish them up and up-res them and everything and add more textures and stuff but the lighting in that game is, is mm-hmm. just really Gorgeous. really he does impressive. Also, like, even like the idle animations like when I was reviewing it I walked away and I came back and he was like juggling and just like tapping <laughs> yeah. his shoe and like playing with his wrench and that's totally stuff I can imagine if you leave Spider-Man still right. he's been doing all sorts of He'll work. do stuff with like just hanging in webs yep. and like create yep. a hammock and stuff yeah. Yeah. Uh, or something. Yeah. more importantly so you play this during the morning and then what do you play at night Bloodborne yeah more importantly and like I feel like I I don't know. We say this a lot. Like we we state very obvious opinions here at IGN. We're like, oh, Super Mario is a great game. People are like, yeah, I know. But sometimes people have to be reminded a little bit. And I think this specifically, Bloodborne. Um, you probably read about it over the last few years, seen videos about it, heard me yelling about how great it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is not for everybody. And you're you probably started it or you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it pushes back a lot. It's really hard. It's really evil. It's all those things. Um, if you are on the fence and you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber, I urge you to please give this game another Just chance. Just put it yeah. in your library. You yeah. can play yeah. it later. You can get it later. Whatever you're going to do. Yeah, add it to your, your Quay, your Q, however you say it's that. Quay. It's Q. Right? It's not I like Quay. I think it's Quay. Quay, Quay. quay sort of a roller coaster of U's and E's. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm real, I, I've been that person who's been yeah. on the fence since it came out and just like it didn't seem for me, it didn't seem that type of game, but right. I've heard how much you and so many people in the office have praised it and like now that it's free, yeah. I don't have an excuse. And, like, so, I just want to dive in. The thing with that game, and I wish that I'd, I wish that I'd bothered to like just ask around a little bit about like what, what to do because it's a game that very much needs to have that kind of playground like support group where yeah. you're going like, I don't know what to do now and somebody's like, oh, you got to go find the twisted lever and do the gnarled root or the blood tears or something. All those are pretty um, much things. That yep. Yeah, you have to uh, you have to die on the first boss before you can level up. Yeah, or you That's, find, yeah, there's there's another way to level up. You can find the madman's knowledge somewhere in some hole. Right. It's easier to just die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you basically told me that and I yeah. pretty much was like, oh, then I shouldn't waste time just getting my ass repeatedly kicked by these dudes on the same street yep. because you don't, you don't get any, like you learn where things are, but it's faster to just kind of burn through, find the boss, die, and then you have the opportunity to start grinding yeah uh yeah the second i did that the game made sense to me yeah and it's i you know again like you've you've probably seen this game running in action you're probably like it's too scary or it's too hard um it does push back a lot but there's this hump that happens early on that if you get over it um or get good as they say uh the game magically opens up and it becomes this thing where it pushes back a lot, but once you start kind of grinding a little bit, getting better at combat, getting better weapons, the like tips I'll give you right out the box is like, yeah, like Max said, you know, die on the first boss so you can start leveling up. Uh, keep an eye on your your weapon has like a mild degradation thing where basically it'll break after a while. You bring it back to the doll lady in your home or whatever in your weird farmland. Oh, toy wife. Toy wife. <laughs> toys are KB back, toys. Go back wife. to the real doll. Fixes it. Um, use the uh, use the weird magical threaded cane whip thing if you're a new a uh, new player because it's, I saw it's, somebody else say sword is better for newcomers. Yeah, I mean, I, I prefer the threaded threaded whip cane thing That's because what it's, I went with it, so it plays it plays very Castlevania y and it also gives you a good distance from your enemies. You've got speed um, and range with that. Which definitely, is nice. definitely. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a much quicker game than like your average Souls like or Dark Souls type style game, uh, and it's just so incredibly like just creatively gruesome mm-hmm. to the point where 
tiptoeing around corners in that game feels like nothing else I've ever played in a video game. I replayed the game in its entirety this year because I felt like it. And it completely cemented the game as a top three game of all time for me. Wow. Like It went from being like, oh, I really like Blood of War and it's one of my favorite games to, oh my god, yeah, this is up there with like stuff like Resident Evil 4 and Link's Awakening and Mario 64 and a couple other. Like If you had a cram them all in, gun to head, here's your top five games of all time. Rules. It's somewhere up there. I even played through all the DLC this year, which is awesome. It's also... Uh, on sale so if you start playing bloodborne which you can get for free through playstation plus or whatever you pay a year um and you're like i like this jump and grab the dlc because it's it's like dirt cheap right now yep. and it's usually 20 bucks i think it's like 10 or 15 now yeah. so just get it put it in your quay your queue it's not yeah. quay. It's a so, so good news about this is uh i think to kind of coincide with this the bloodborne community without any official like sanctioning has decided to make this what do they call it a blood fest or something yeah. hashtag <laughs> blood fest basically they're all jumping in and there is this there is this kind of a uh, c- confusing c- kind of almost journey-esque uh, multiplayer in this game yeah. where people will le- leave you obtuse poetry written in the blood on the <laughs> yeah. ground or something and occasionally will come into your game and help you fight things. But right. basically the game grows by more people playing it. So right now the fact that a lot of people are playing it, it's a really good time to jump yeah. in. It. And yeah. it's one of those things where like it seems super intimidating, but the community by and large I think is really welcoming. Yeah. Like there is that small like you got to get good and like oh this game isn't for you. But then there's a lot of people who are like us where it's like this game is actually for everyone. Like we're not the best at video games, but we got through Bloodborne. Yeah, I was, I, I was, telling, I was telling Max at lunch that it felt like, um, like my first year in art school, all the classes were six hours long mm-hmm. and everyone was like i can't do this this sucks and they all like half the class quit and then like the next year there were like three hours long yeah. and it's like oh if you had just stuck around like it gets easier yeah mm-hmm. uh so the game gets it, it ramps up in difficulty but the cool thing about it is that you get better and better yeah. and better as you play uh also i think that this game is genuinely one of the scariest games ever made and we've seen a big shift towards more sort of first persony jump scare stuff like outlasty type stuff and the twitch communities have really gravitated towards that in the last few years and that's awesome i love games like that but that sort of like creeping sense of horror and survival elements that are really missing well, in a lot well, of resident is, evil games also yeah. like yeah. it's like it's like boss fight terror. Yeah. You know, you don't even, it's not even a boss necessarily, but you come across some enemy you haven't encountered before and you don't know what it's capable of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's I mean, that, you get that feeling no, scream, of like, screaming like, the fear of the what, what yeah, the F so, is yeah. that is something I say to myself yeah. constantly. Well, and this game. You start entering, like, you see like an open grove and you're like, I know what's going to happen. I'm going right. to enter that. Yeah. I'm going to see a cutscene. I'm going to fight a nightmare. Yeah. And the cool yeah. thing too is that this is an open world game. I don't think a lot of people really realize that. Like, you can sequence break this thing. You mm-hmm. can, there's branching paths. The first boss in the game for most people is not the same first boss as it is for other people, yeah. right? There's two different ways you can go. And the whole flow of the game is to basically, like, get through a a street full of a bunch of bad mother... (coughs) Kill as many as you can or sneak past them. Open up a gate, and that'll make your sort of sequence through the next section even easier. I've never been so proud of myself for opening a door. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Gates are, like, the biggest thing. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You open up shortcuts for yourself. I mean, the way it's constructed is just fascinating. And it also teaches you to appreciate the the architecture and the Mm -hmm. level. And it makes you learn things. Like, I can... Like, I have a mental map of where things are in that game in a way that I, I have for things in real life. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the oh, mark of, of so good. Cool. Yeah. I love um, a good, like, sense of space in a game. It's yes. like certain memories I have of, like, even something like Wind Waker. Like, I can tell you the direction I went. Like, that's you, one of my favorite yeah, games. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I know you things need that to I play love. this game. Yeah. It's really yeah. I'm super yeah. impressive. I, yeah. I will say, like, the frame rate gets a little stuttery when it goes crazy. Um, there's no 4K patch. If you're playing on a pro, it's, it's, it, it took me a minute to sort of be like, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. The loading it's times are better. From launch, but still not fantastic. Oh, really? Comparatively, yeah. They, oh my they, god! I, yeah. I quit the game initially because of the loading times, and it has since been like this is. Also, they added they added like facts on the screen. 
Ooh. So they can be like, oh, the Bloods Whip. That's the new potion of yeah. the Yeah, you don't just have to look at the Bloodborne yeah. logo. Also, read, yeah. read all the item descriptions if you want the story, because that game's got a really cool story that you need yeah, to work God, with. And, my God, there's just so much cool lore and so much cool stuff. Oh, like, also, you know, go and get the art book if you're new. They it. just started a comic, which is yeah. uh, Titan Comics is publishing oh, wow. it. The first issue's out. It's got this wonderful kind of sketchy, uh, almost like you're, Marty doesn't like it at all. He specifically no, was like, so. Brian Max, check out this awful Bloodborne Hey, let's make fun of it with me, and then you guys like it. I was like, oh. Yeah, no, it was a it's it's got like kind of just creepy like sketchy it. drawing googly no, eyed monsters. Like a, it and looks stuff. like a poo. So yeah, anyway. I think it, it, it has that yeah. weird it has that weird sort of drunken swagger that every enemy in the game has where they're just swaying and there's like skin and cloth hanging. It looks like it was drawn by women. Europeans who had wine for lunch. Ooh, Ooh lunch. Also, <laughs> one last thing. This game has some of my favorite sound design ever for a game that is oh, an incredibly oh, minimalistic soundtrack. There's almost no music in the op- in the overworld, but you get to bosses and things ramp up mm-hmm. and the way things scream and sort of bubble and gurgle in the night yeah. in this game like you turn the corner and there's just like dudes who are just like you're like ah, so i think God. one of my one of my favorite things is there's uh in their ears. Oh, there's a, like a courtyard you go into and everyone's in their homes that's something that like they don't show you there's not like npcs walking around being like oh hello there how are you today <laughs> but you hear people having a dinner party and there's yeah. a faint candlelight in one of the windows and you hear a woman laughing and it's this this freaky sensation that like oh the town is on lockdown because monsters are roaming the streets <laughs> right but i'm out here with them they're in there having a nice time yeah. this sucks well they're also kind of so like you cool. walk by the door and they're like go away you garbage man <laughs> Oh, you bring me the golden <laughs> yeah. strawberry I asked yeah. for. This totally, away, away, away! This totally did the thing, like in the same way that Ratchet has me excited for Spider-Man. This is cool because it has us excited for whatever Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, is. Mm-hmm. and hopefully we see more of that at E3. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really interesting because the more I think about, I've I've said for years now, like I want a Bloodborne too, and replaying the game, I'm like I I actually don't want that at all. Mm-hmm. I want I want them to make something completely new and surprising. You Neon know? Genesis Evangelion game. <laughs> something completely <laughs> new. Oh that would be so good. <laughs> completely new. Yeah, it's completely new, new, new. You've never seen that show. I've you don't know what's going show. on. No, who's what Shinji going up to? It's a bunch of dudes in like in womenly robot suits. No, they're not womenly no. robot suits. They're just tight fitting. They're fine. So messed up. I literally currently at home I have the Bloodborne art book sitting on top of an Evangelion art book that I just that just showed up from Amazon Ooh, last week. So convenient. Uh, that's yeah. I, there, there's not an Evangelion game. That's not happening. I don't Ooh, think. Cool it's it's weird. You're also a lead developer at From Software. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh, I <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. Play, play Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Do it. And when it scares you, play Ratchet and Clank because yep. it's cute. Yep. Yeah. Um. So on the subject of uh, I don't. There's no segue here. Days yes, Gone is. has been delayed to 2019. I would have gone with like the zombie scary horror. I would have just been on uh, games list. that you won't be playing this year. There you go. Days games gone. that you can't go home and play right now. Days gone. Uh, that's been delayed until 2019. Uh, official website changed from 2018 to 2019. Sony said it was deliberate. They didn't accidentally change the year on a website and Which happens a lot. something. Uh, yeah, this is funny because a week after they announced the date for Detroit at the end of uh, uh, May, they're like, oh, and by the way, the other game that you saw a couple years ago is not coming out this mm-hmm. year. Which uh, we were talking, I think, last week. This makes sense because in Sony's portfolio, this is the game that shouldn't come out this fall. Because, A, aside from Spider-Man, which ho- hopefully comes out summer or early fall, right. Nothing, everything should get out of the way of Red Dead and then at the beginning of uh, October, Call of Duty. Yep. Yeah. Um, especially a new IP like this. I think and this Smash is Brothers. And Smash, yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus, um, this being an Ooh. early 2019 game seems like a good fit. Like that's that dying yeah. light sort of spot mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, we played all the fall games. What do we want to play in January, February, or March? Hey, yeah. it's this. this and here's great. like a meaty 
likely open world experience. Where yeah, you just totally. Yeah. Exploring. My worry is that. Do you suffer if, from winter depression? Well, <laughs> check out uh, the Pacific Northwest, uh, filled with death and hopeless rainfall. Hey, sometimes it's snow. It's sunny. Yeah, dynamic uh, depressing is, weather system. Now that I live on the West Coast, this dynamic is, depression. This is escapism for me because I don't yeah. get I don't get to walk around snowy yeah. forests anymore. Yeah. I, I don't get to be chased by hordes of freakers. Getting this away from Red Dead is very smart because. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're very different games, but you know, again, it's a huge sprawling open world game, and people are gonna, you know, they're gonna make their make their pick, and yeah. one of them has a two at the end of it. So. Well, especially hey. not just Red Dead, but this fall is getting so stacked. With yeah, the a big biggest. worry is twenty nineteen is gonna have another Sony game that has a two in it, and that's The Last of Us. Yes, oh, and they yeah. seem a little bit the mm. the the cordyceps seem a little bit similar to the Freakers, and I just don't think like no matter how good Days Gone is, you don't want to be sort of compared to Last of Us two. You don't want to be compared to arguably the best the sequel to the best game of the last generation. Especially that we've seen that The Last of Us Part Two probably takes at least partially in Seattle, right? In the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, like there, yeah. there are a lot of just easy comparisons to draw, and yeah, even sure. if they're very different types. Well, of Well, and to that play. Joel dies and becomes a motorcycle. That yes, rides. So yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, she rides. The prologue. It's weird that he still talks as a yeah. motorcycle. As a talking motorcycle. Yeah. Well, it's like Bob Commando <laughs> when his get wife became his arm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, something tells me the good folks at Sony are cracking this puzzle right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're not just like, oops, zombie games on the same day. We laced them uh, on the same day. Same day? That's it. Yeah. You're right. Like when we all do get together to talk about game of the year or when people reflect on, on a year's worth of video games, uh, these things should be spaced out a little bit. And one will almost certainly overshadow the other. Uh, I'm not saying it'll be The Last of Us 2, but it'll probably be The Last of Us 2. Um, that said, I'm really into this game. Like I'm actually really excited for Days Gone. I'm of the mindset that I'm not, I'm not dying to play it. So... Um, if they need to take the time with it. The same thing I was like with, with Red Dead. I'm like, take your time. Like when it's ready, I'll be here and I'll I'll play it. But Ready Deady Redemption. Ready Deady Redemption. Um my worry is that Red Dead comes out and then Red Dead's like, let's do the zombie stuff. And then <laughs> yeah. that comes out yeah. the same day as this. Yeah. That is something that Rockstar yeah. would do. Yeah. Uh yeah, but you wrote down, uh, Marty, you wrote, should we, wor- should we be worried? Yeah. I almost read that correctly, but I don't think so. No, it's, yeah. a, it's Sony. Worried. It's a first-party thing. <clears throat> Obviously, they want to put out a, a title that shows off their hardware to the best of its abilities. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, I think this is probably either just strategic or they're like, the motorcycle isn't fast enough. Make it cooler. Yeah. My worry is that this game, we've seen it at a couple E3s, and this game hasn't had the demo that made us be like, oh, this is why I'm stoked, which right. God of War's yeah. had, Spider-Man had, even Detroit's, some of those demos have had. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm just worried right. that they haven't done the, like, oh, I fully trust you. Everything, yep, game. everything I like about this game is because I've played a version of it in a different game that sure. I've played. Mm-hmm. You know, there hasn't really been, like, it's not like the first time I saw... I don't know, you you take like a really like a really interesting innovative game, right? Like even something like recently something like Odyssey, yeah. where it was like, oh, the mechanic here is you throw your hat at something and you become yeah. them. And or that cool. first like Horizon demo where you're yeah. like, oh, okay, I get what's going on. Yeah, watching yeah. watching watching like a dinosaur getting taken down in, in Horizon. Yeah. I was like, I've never played anything like this. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm not getting that here. I'm getting a lot of like, well, this looks good because i know what it's like to drive a motorcycle in a game i know what it's like to fight a bunch of zombies in a game mm-hmm. um the big hook here is that you're fighting like large waves snaky hordes of I, undead i think the i mean to put it in kind of in a nutshell this is going to be a little bit like far cry but instead of animals it's zombies 
and that there's a lot of them, you it know, so like, you're using, you're, you're able to use them yeah. to your advantage, but they're also a danger yeah. to you. Yeah. In the same I mean, way, like incredibly a bear or a tiger can kill you in Far Cry, if you're smart, you can have it kill everything else. And the same thing mm-hmm. with like AC Origins with like lions that mm-hmm. are in, uh, and there are, there are, there are, there are undead bears in this game. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I mean, I, I like, I like that a lot. I actually, that's one, the kind of thing. Not undead, they're freakers. I want to see freaker animals. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see more of them. I Chris Angel see, mind yeah. freaker animals. Yeah. I think that's, that will, that's what will separate this from other games sort of of its ilk. I think it's also, Ooh. <laughs> it's also good to give it its time because it did have its moment that didn't really land back in 2016 D3 or it was both shown at like the in the beginning it of the conference and closed the show and then and closed like, yeah no and it, it was like oh this is cool but it also feels like other things I've seen yeah. it so had it its really, moment like, but it also yeah. had it overstayed its welcome almost and it, yeah. that wasn't their fault you could no, very clearly yeah. see that something else was supposed to be there yeah. and got yanked out at the yeah. last I mean second. I I have a lot of faith this is going to be an incredibly just an incredible game because uh, it's it's you know, it's first party. It's going it looks incredibly ambitious, but like I'm worried it's gonna be the same thing that Horizon did for me, where it's got enough pieces of games that I've played before, and I'm just sort of like, well, this is huge. Uh, do I want to devote time to doing this thing that feels right. familiar? Uh, you know, and I, I, in the case of Horizon, like I thought the the setting was really fascinating. I didn't really care for the story, but in this case, I'm actively turned off uh, the backwards baseball cap walking dead aesthetic like it's just the kind of i don't know it's not my jam like i'm I just hoping like it's three days after this game comes out something like breath of the wild is like, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. give it some time to breathe. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they let you like get a different hat i just We're don't like forward? i don't, I don't really yeah, like that no. dude you know like he's got like too many coats on sam Whitworth. Yeah. he's a wonderful man he's friends with us oh he's cool he's the actual man is cool. oh the guy in the game yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah, too yeah. many coats what it's cold What's, i forget his name he's got some like deacon 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 something Deacon St. John. They, it's Deacon St. John. Is that yeah. name? Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm not into like biker yeah. stuff. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. It's, it's floating around in there somewhere. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not crazy, but like I, I binge watched all the Sons of Anarchy seasons, and I was like, I don't know how I feel after that. Max, <laughs> I feel like you could have been the son of a biker. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That, would make, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, why well, don't trust them? <laughs> They're good. Oh. I'm just kidding. I trust the bikers. Don't attack me don't throw chains at my home <laughs> <laughs> don't hit me with your bike rocks yeah that's a you got you picked a bad audience to go yeah. out. <laughs> people anyway. that can show up incredibly quickly and then leave alone yeah <laughs> that was the thing is like well, brian and i made fun of sonic fans once you made fun of bikers yeah. i yeah. think killed people at altamont <laughs> sonic fans know. are pretty fast though that's true <laughs> when they rent a van <laughs> bikers they leave silently in the night very loudly uh, anyway, uh, in other news kind of related to Last of Us 2 and stuff, uh, there have been some shufflings around at Naughty Dog. Uh, Neil Druckmann is now the vice president of Naughty Dog, the studio. Woo! Uh, still creative director on Last of Us 2. Yes. That was so the one that. people were worried where it's like, oh, no, are you no longer going to be making things and mm-hmm. just, like, signing checks and running day to day? And it's like, no, he's still the lead on the game. Do you anyway. think he hired that dog full time? The, mo- the mocap dog from Last of Us Ooh. Part Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's they probably had it put down. <gasps> Absolutely did not have it put down. No. I think there's probably a thing. There's probably some like Screen Actors Dog Guild where if they're mocapping a dog, they can't do it again because it would look too much like Sad the same. reuse the data. I don't know. I just made the, that up. The that digital dog? I don't know. Um, and then it's announced that Anthony Newman and Kurt, Kurt Marginot are now game directors on The Last of Us. Uh, Emily Schatz and Richard Cambier are now lead designers. Uh, this is uh, Congratulations to everybody who... who well, I like the fact that it's it's nice to see companies because we always write about layoff stories and it's like uh that's, like uh, everyone yeah, everyone left yeah. Bioware which I think is where we're literally getting to after this yeah. but uh <laughs> like the idea that it's like oh people worked hard on since Uncharted two on all these games and they're slowly moving up and a lot of these people like yeah they're working on the Last of Us too but we know Naughty Dog's a two team studio and so yeah. maybe some of these people are working on whatever the next project this is. is what's interesting about this though is that every studio has 
slightly different structure, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's, we treat it like when it's, a, you know, like the director's announced for a movie, but it's not the same because movies are sort of singular projects mm-hmm. and everything is done like, you know, everyone's kind of a contractor there. Whereas yeah. this mm-hmm. Naughty Dog is a building, you know, it, yeah. people go to work there, people mm-hmm. have benefits there, um, you know, presumably. Uh, I don't know how it's probably safe to say they have. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone they have benefits. Apparently, not the dog, according Scott to Scott, has benefits. Yeah. They all yeah. get to pet that dog once a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the therapy dog and has to wear its ping pong ball suit every day. Healthcare um, in America. But no, I think it's 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 interesting because like what is uh you know how how studios are structured varies widely across mm-hmm. the, depending on the size of the studio and, and what they're working on and everything. So well, Marty, you hit on it right there. The the fact that he that Neil is still the creative director on The Last of Us Two is huge because yeah. I think that that's like there's this happens a lot in in business and in industries in general where people elevate to a point where they are uh they're sort of just like. There, there's cops and robbers, basically, right? And the robbers are out there having fun, and the cops are like, sure. "This is what you can do." And this, is what Miyamoto you can do. wasn't the lead on Mario Odyssey, or, right? Or Breath right. of the Wild, yeah. right? Uh, and then you look at like I don't know if we covered it, but um, Michael Condry and Glenn Schofield at Sledgehammer moved up to like exec positions at Activision. Yeah, like those guys are like. They're like deep in the stocks now, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah. And they're like, buy low, sell high. Bitcoin. <laughs> um, but it doesn't sound like they're in the nitty gritty sure. of, of creating video games anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they, yeah. they get to come in once a month. I know, like with Miyamoto for a while, he would just kind of come in. There was a long time in like in the 90s where he would come in and be like, I heard you're making a game about dinosaurs. And they're like, yeah. And he's like, put Star Fox in it. <laughs> Bye. I was like, oh, you asshole. <laughs> you know, it's hard to deal with that. So it's cool to see people still being in there. Whether or not that actually pans out to be true, who knows? Because his Neil's role is going to change. It's going to change. Um, I don't think it's going to change on this game, especially since Bruce Straley left. Yeah, like, yeah. I think yeah. like that was the Last of Us was their baby, and I think now it's his baby, and I mm-hmm. think he's going to see it out the door. And maybe that means like maybe some of these hires mean that he's grooming the you know the next set of of creative directors of yeah. the next well, games, which eventually that's what happens. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's interesting when you look at stuff like this because as you know, Max just kind of alluded to it, but as companies grow and change over time, it's it's. It's completely different set of people than what you had at the beginning. Um, you look at stuff like Rare and yeah. Retro, and people mm-hmm. are always like, "Make another like Banjo, make another like Metroid," and they're like, "Well, we can't." Like, we don't also most of they're not the same people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I read a this is totally tangential, but I read a weird story the other day that apparently there are. Do you guys know the band UB40? Yeah, yeah. Red Red Wine. Do you know like what's up with them now? No, what happened? That they never know what, what was up with them. Yeah, well, they're <laughs> terrible. I don't care about them, but uh, they're uh, they they've split into like two groups that are both pretending to be UB40, and they're fighting with each other over who oh, like man. owns the rights, and they have different frontmen, but neither of them are like even the original group anymore. So they got like a Danzig Misfits thing going on. Yeah, so yeah. you can Weird. go see them in concert, and if you're that divorced. <laughs> and <laughs> you from reality, how divorced is that divorced? Yeah. But you're not seeing the same version of this thing that you that you thought you grew up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot uh, with characters that are humans and yeah. not fictitious. You know, like the Superman is now written and drawn by different people, and but he's still kind of Superman. Whereas like Naughty Dog now is different than Naughty Dog five years ago. And if they make The Last of Us three, like who knows? Neil Druckmann may be so deep into the other end of the corporate pool that a completely new set of people come in and tell those stories. So. I want to write a, a script about this whole all this band this drama. Yeah. We, drama. We be forty. Yeah. That's what happens when you hit forty. <laughs> This is UB40. <laughs> uh, anyway, so also in terms of, uh, you know, c- company shuffling around, uh, Bioware writer Drew Carpishin has left a second time. Uh, he wrote Mass Effect 1 and 2. And then he was writing Good The ones. Old Republic. Uh, yeah, he and I thought he came back for The Old Republic. Oh, he came back for The Old Republic. Right. And then he was like, I'm writing Anthem. 
And yeah, he's like, and I'm done. He left, and now he's going to do other stuff. So I he's saw gonna go write he's, books. Ooh. He's gonna. I think he said that he's got a con- he's got a freelance thing with a f- uh, like a Fox pro- Mozilla Firefox. It's not. It's not. He's not writing for a browser. He, he writes all the crash reports. Uh, no, it's, it's going to be a, a really creative a episodic narrative game for uh, Spry Fox. Fox Next. Fox Next. Was the, the like their new like that's, Fox's new development company. That is Fox, the studio connected. Though, right? Yes. Yeah. They okay. now like focus on yeah. game development. So this as, like, is an episodic Fox. narrative thing based on an existing IP. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. So that's open to interpretation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people are just sort of worried because in the past two years or so, so many people have left Bioware. A lot of that was yeah. because of the fallout from Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. But there's and the just fallout this, from Mass Effect Three. And, yeah. And there's just sort of a general sense of like. Bioware needing to get their footing again, like Math, or Anthem looked really I cool mean, at E3 yeah. last year, but like this is the big year. We know it's at EA Play. Remember like, when mm-hmm. they announced a game and had it playable at PAX, and then it canceled it? Oh yeah, the like the, the four v one. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it called? Shadow something. Yeah, something, yeah, yeah. Realms. Shadow yeah. Hunters. I mean, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Is I don't remember. Like I played that game. Yeah, yeah. It was like a yeah. It was weird. Four v one. Like remember four v one. Four v one. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's another. I mean, that's another sort of UB forty of the games industry, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who are they now? What are yeah. they? You know, stop. You absolutely can't <laughs> say Bioware or UB forty in the games industry. Who sings red red wine at Bioware? <laughs> Is that the name of the song? I remember that was their only song. No, they did a cover of uh, the the uh, that oldest song, "Falling in Love with Two you. Princes." Why are you no. talking about UB forty on a <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get them. You know what? If Greg could become friends with Cisco, we could become friends with UB forty. Exactly. Apologies to any members of either version of UB forty currently listening to our show, and apologies to Cisco for being compared to UB forty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, anyway, Drew Carberson wrote. I know a lot of you are wondering why I'm doing this. He wrote on his blog. For many people, working at Bioware would be their dream job, and they can't imagine anyone stepping away from it. But it was time for me to move on. Everyone who works at Bioware pours their heart and soul into the games they're making. It's creatively demanding and at times exhausting. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I, I feel like, I mean, you, you read stories about working at a game studio and, and just I, I, I don't think you need a reason to leave, you know? Well, you can leave anywhere. People yeah. leave IGN it's not because they hate it. They, no, leave, I mean, they want to go do something else. I feel like I, if you were like, hey, Bioware is hiring, I'd be like, uh, I'm okay. Like, no, I mean from the outside looking <laughs> they in, they get like death threats and then like spiteful cupcakes sent to their offices. Like, yeah. <laughs> from the outside looking in, uh, are like good? video games are a grand old time and they're easy. They make themselves and they're super easy and everyone working on them having the time of their lives. And it, the reality is, it's like shipping projects is incredibly difficult. And I watched Grandma's like, Boy. It seems like they're having a great time. Yeah, they made that guy made an entire yeah. game on an Xbox. The yeah. <laughs> a three D. Yeah, he got in trouble because he burned his hands on the stove trying to make the marijuana meal. Weird thing about that movie. Um, it's got a ton of UB forty in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, weird thing about that movie. Again, total tangent. But when I first saw that movie, I was like, "That's utterly ridiculous. Nobody could ever make a three D video game by themselves." That is like. 50% of Kickstarter now. Yeah. It's just a yeah. dude being like, I made all the music myself. Like, uh, I made all the, like, A Hat in Time is made by like, yeah. one guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like how'd you even do this? Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. yeah. Grandma's boy is real. His grandma, his grandma helped. You um, know what else is real? It's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Shut up. Real film. <laughs> Shut up, Ryan. What yeah. But doing? remember when he cut the crocodile's head off and they killed his friend because he's like, I got the, the croc that bit your hand off and he fell out the window. And he fell out the window and died. And yeah. his, the truck drove over his hand. Yeah. And the bad guy was named Shooter McGavin. That was a good name. So anyway, Valve's yeah. making games again. Yeah, uh, yeah. They've, what got a segue. That, they've got that game uh, Artifact. Yeah, but that's not. Is, we don't need to talk about Artifact. It's, not it's, a, it's a combination of two things I don't know or care about, which is collectible card games and Dota Two. So like that's, Yu-Gi-Oh. 
I, I guess I don't I don't know. Sign me up. Then. But yeah, uh, it's good that they're making games again. Obviously, they've kind of I've always said that they've been like people are like why doesn't why doesn't Valve make more games? And it's like because they made Steam. They don't have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. that's like if if Pixar turned into Netflix. Yeah, like why why bother? But this um, was at the event that uh, Miranda and Tom were at on Thursday. Gabe Newell just straight up said like Yeah, this is the start of us shipping games again. Yeah, and they haven't shipped a full real game since 2013 with Dota. And that's definitely a more definitive statement. Like the last few years, they've talked about like we're not completely out of games, or like we're into VR games, or we haven't negated the idea that we wouldn't do Portal or Half Life games right. in that universe and again. Dude posted but, the script to Half Life Three on his blog, and he's like, Anyway, we're not making it. And you're like, What? Yeah, yeah. So there's there have been all these vague statements throughout time, but like saying they're ah yes. <laughs> Coming to Smash, yeah, Half-Life 3. But saying that they are shipping games again beyond Artifact, to me, implies there's more coming. It could be five years from now. but Yeah, yeah, we know they still have, a, uh, I think, three VR projects in the works. And Gabe Newell did say in Reddit AMA in January that they are working on a single-player game. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, but he lies a lot. Yeah, well, yeah. And supposedly those J.J. Abrams movies are still coming, whatever those oh, are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are still things that are supposedly working on, according to that AMA. Yeah. So... Man, what Man, the hell? I just really, I really want I want a Half Life or a Portal or a, a Left 4 Dead or a something else. Mm-hmm. What if I'm, they just made a just rebooted Half Life entirely? Here is the Half Life again. Everyone's like, you really can't count to three, can you? <laughs> maybe like, but that's the thing. Gabe Newell's like afraid of threes. It's it's really weird because I, I was working here during kind of the thick of it with Left 4 Dead and, yeah. and Portal, just being really huge franchises. And if you had asked me back then, like. Do you think these things will be around? I would have been like, yeah, we would be playing a new a new one of these. We're gonna games get sick of them at a certain point. Yeah. yeah. Like every two or three years, we're gonna get a new portal game and it's gonna have like three hours worth of awesome puzzles and then uh like great VO and a great story. It's gonna be super funny. Everyone's gonna buy all these weird shirts based on the jokes in them. Mm-hmm. We're gonna run it into the ground, we're gonna get tired of it, and then a new one will come out and it'll be amazing. And then they just stop. The fact that Left for Dead basically was like we were at the kind of the apex of like the zombie uh, entertainment culture. Yeah. And it's just, they were just like, ah, bye. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like, well, you're not, you're going to yeah, stop? What the hell? Well, and yeah. and then it, that, that weird asynchronous multiplayer games blew up so much and that all this other stuff were happening and they were just like, no, we're leaving. Well, and yeah. they're still like, it's crazy that for Portal, at least we just got Bridge Constructor Portal. Yeah. Which is still a Portal themed thing. And like I started playing it and it totally has like the whole GLaDOS aesthetic to it. And you're very much like within the labs there. It feels like a Portal game that is just a different type of puzzle game. And then they also like, they're still supporting Team Fortress 2. They yeah. did, like, a really huge update to that game last year. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, Bridge Constructor feels like the kind of thing that you'd be like, oh, that's that's a that's a cool thing to sit alongside Portal 3. Same yes. thing with Portal yeah. and Lego Dimensions. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, there's, like, a bunch of, like, original dialogue and VO, yeah. but what about Portal 3? And that's, like, that's so, um, it's so frustrating to be like, I know you guys remember Portal because you're referencing it and you're making games alluding to it and you're it's a, a mini game in, in Lego over here and like there's a, an entire old like side game where you're building bridges and stuff like that and it's like well where's the where's the where's Portal three where's Portal four where's where's the next Left for Dead like I can't understand why like wh- that's a that's still an immensely popular game like I just don't get it. it just they just stop I feel like the way to get around the the fear of threes is to just release Orange Box two. And then have Ooh, Half-Life really 3 cool. and Portal yeah. 3 and Left 4 Dead 3 in there. And like, <laughs> I, Look, we actually just... Or you could just skip to 4s. Or maybe it's a bunch of just new things that we've never seen before that are just made I like there. New, and, yeah, you know, I like new you, things. To this day, I still cannot believe that the orange box was a real thing. Yeah. I, I still like, st- It's still just like... Could yeah. you imagine that All nowadays? This? A, yeah. a major publisher being like, here's like six of our games and like a bunch of them are brand new. Yeah. yeah. Here you go. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, it's God, like being like, hey, so, cool. uh, yeah. so the next uh, Uncharted and the next uh, uh, Horizon, it's the same game. Yeah. You just buy yeah. it once and you get them both. You're like, why? What? What did we do? Yeah, there's a I couple remember. Jack and Daxters in there, too. Just yeah, have, a yeah. good, have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and here's Overwatch. You're like, what? what? In high school, <laughs> yeah. you're like, okay. having to install Steam and just being like, oh, what is this? And now it's like the most kind of just ubiquitous yeah. Yeah. PC gaming. It's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're they're a strange company. Did I've, you know there's an actual large valve at Valve as well, and people take pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Cranking it. Does Gabe Newell do like the Willy Wonka thing where he comes out and he pretends to be like sick with a cane and then just does a somersault and then like throws like steam coupons at everybody? Sounds horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> they they did that in a while until people started throwing up. <laughs> no, I mean they they do have that like Willy Wonka thing going on where it's like yeah. they're like you're like what are they working on in there? I don't know, but it's got to be good. Yeah, there's a large boy stuck in a chocolate pipe. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason why we haven't got Portal Stop Three that right now. Anyway, uh, speaking of things that are blue. Uh, there's a Violet, segue. you're turning Violet. Violet. Uh, blue points. Uh, blue point is uh, making another game. Um, they, Half-Life 3. It's, yeah, they're going to be doing a, they're doing a HD remix of uh, Half-Life 2. Um, no, they uh, they said we could be doing another remake, but wait. What does it say? Marty, do it. I no, that's the, I don't have a piece of paper. You know well, we could be doing okay. but we're doing another remake. While Thrush remained tight-lipped on what the next remake might be, he did speak in broad terms about what's next for Bluepoint. This was said to Digital Foundry via Eurogamer. And then, so, so we said the thing they're working on is bigger than their last thing, which was so, Shadow of the Colossus remake, yeah. which That's is huge, which is a straight up, you know, I gave it a nine point seven, like one of the greatest games I've ever played. And so, looking at Blue Point's history, uh, they came; they're one of those studios like Armature that came from retro. Mm-hmm. Like they were founded by former retro folks, mm. and then they started out with uh, I think the game was called Blast Reactor, which was actually one of the first two PSN games. Yep. And then since then, they've had a very close partnership with Sony doing these HD remakes. And that ranges from... They did Metal Gear HD Collection, right? Yes. Metal Gear yeah. to Uncharted God to of War. God of War yeah. to uh, you know, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. They've done some non-Sony uh, stuff with like they did the 360 version of Titanfall. And so the big question is, like, what, what is this thing they're doing hmm. that could be bigger than Shadow of the Colossus that we could speculate maybe has a Sony... Huh. Yeah, slant to it. Well, I totally, the, the I word... totally misread this, and I thought it, I thought he said we are doing another remake, and then we of course have a list of remakes. We hope that they're working. Oh yeah, on. but yeah. Uh, that's that's so smart as a as a company because they and a lot of companies that, that port stuff over. That's a way you learn the guts of of hardware without having to build a game at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know copying a famous artist painting or something. To be well, like, and they've oh. clearly like really done their homework on how to develop for the PS4 because they make absolutely beautiful remakes. Yeah. Yeah. Not and just Shadow, but like everything they've done. Well, that's one of the things they did the PS3 version of Eco and Shadow, and so they knew the internals of that game. So yeah. going into, like they had a leg up over everyone. So, so going into the PS4 remaster or remake or whatever the hell you want to call it, like the reason it's still one of the best looking games ever made oh, is because God, they understand it. Yeah, so that's yeah. the thing is, what is it? And so there's a couple thoughts. Because the word big is very vague. It could mean like a literally larger game yeah. or that the undertaking is so much bigger than what yeah. they had to do. And so my first thought was they're the leads on the Medieval remake, which was announced at uh, PSX, which mm-hmm. you don't think of that game is big, but I think the big part of that could mean that's a PS1 game. That's going to take a lot of work to make anyone want to play this in a modern right. setting. It's a <laughs> PS1 3D action game. And in order to make that not you know in order to make you not want to throw up playing it in 2019 or 2018 mm-hmm. like you have to completely remake that game so maybe that's what it means is a complete remake yeah or which is a a big undertaking not necessarily a big ip yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. ostensibly making a game from the ground up yeah. or if you want a big ip 
the one Metal Gear game that they haven't touched is Guns of the Patriots. So maybe Metal Gear 4. Well, and also what if they did the HD collection, the MGS HD collection again, but did what they did with Shadow. Right. Because wasn't God. wasn't MGS largely like a remaster? Yeah. That, whereas yeah, yeah. they could be doing what they did with Shadow and really bumping it up. Or if you do that with did. just well, Metal Gear Solid 1. And yeah. making it look good on yeah. God. That's making it look good on a 4K TV. Like what if you make Metal Gear Solid 1 just feel like Phantom Pain? Yeah. It would be so bittersweet because after seeing what the Fox engine can do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they kind of they kind of had that with uh, with Twin, Twin Snakes, Snakes though, yeah. where new mechanics that were introduced in two, they just threw them on on like one, and, person, it, and it, it broke. broke it broke. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, so, it, it straight up broke every boss fight in that game. Or so most part, of, part of me is like, man, I want to see I want to see Metal Gear Solid One in in the Fox Engine, but like, no, I don't. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be like a weird broken. That would be like just like a mod, you know. I think a yeah. big part of that game being so iconic are the camera angles that felt like most of it was being played through security cameras. You yeah. know, like those like weird top downy isometric <laughs> angles that that really conveyed like the sort of stalking around in that game yeah and each, each room felt like a puzzle because of that because yeah. it sort of it, it withheld information from you i think the thing is now that survive is out of the way did we get npd on that yet or is it too soon uh, no, it was, no uh, it's too soon Zero. Zero? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't sell. This first game did not just not sell any. Great work, guys. <laughs> good, good uh, no, we did not get MPD yet. Okay. Because um, I imagine that is a, going to dictate a lot of the future of what that franchise ha- holds. That said, um, whatever they're working on, they're already working on. So yeah. I have a feeling Survive is there. It's It got out of the way. It's out now. That's what you want to do with your money. Go we're for also, it. We're also like wildly speculating about like this being Metal Gear. Oh, no, uh, totally. Yeah. Who knows what Konami record, wants to but, yeah. yeah, so they also... I have a hunch. They have... Uh, they've worked with EA before. Yeah. So one of the other things we were thinking of was... In a, in a non-Sony capacity, it could be the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Which we know after like years of EA saying, we don't want to do remakes, we don't think that's worth the time or the effort or what our players want, they're like, yeah, maybe we should do a Mass Effect. Burnout Paradise just came out this week. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, and the thing is that, to me, logically, that is such a... a that's such a good show of faith to the fans. And it's like, we know you love this original trilogy. Here, it's it's playable in 4K on Do PS4. I don't think they... What? No. I don't think they love the original trilogy. They love one and two. Yeah. They love one <laughs> yeah. and two. And so imagine, whatever, next year we get the Mass Effect trilogy on PS4 and Xbox One running in 4K. Uh, Mass Effect 1 has the 2 and 3 engine. Like The combat's actually good in these games. And then this wins everyone's love back so that next generation you could just release Mass Effect 4. You just pretend Andromeda and Half-Life happen. 3 is a PlayStation 5 launch title. I mean, it's packed <laughs> in with Portal 3, <laughs> like left If down. EA was smart, this is what they would Four. do. Like, they need, Four. especially Four. Bioware, like, need to get back in people's good graces. Yeah. 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 Um, you're right. You're yeah. totally right. I love how this is one of those episodes where, like, Blue Point President said... Uh, we're we're working on our work, and we're like, what if EA did this? <laughs> Just completely yeah. spun out of control. Well, no. Mm-hmm. So there is one thing I actually the thing I actually do think this is. Oh, that Andrew you suggested to you. Like, right? you yeah. Shut up. <laughs> what uh, idea did I think you steal is, from our good? I think it's a Demon Souls. Uh, I think we have gotten the rumors of a Demon Souls remake forever. Huh. The Demon Souls servers just went off. The Demon Souls it just got re-rated. Really? Yeah, it just got rated again, and I think this could be. You know, there've been rumors of this for the longest time. Right. So I think them. I think in theory, remaking Demon Souls to work on PS4, having it look like Dark Souls Three, in my opinion, would be as big, if not bigger, than right. the Colossus. And we're getting the Dark Souls remake in like a month. We're getting Dark Souls yeah. One remake in the yeah. month. So 
Yeah, mm. which I, I randomly have been getting really excited about having played through Bloodborne again yeah. this year because that game whooped my ass when I first played it and it, it pushed back too hard and I just gave up. Yeah, I know it's a, like a much more slower, clunkier, more methodical game. But, but you like understand what it's trying to do. Yes, like your now, brain is there for it. Now I'm ready for that language and I'm yeah. ready to get terrified and yeah. my ass torn apart. So cute. Yeah, right. I yeah, really like that Solar Amiibo. I know we don't yeah. talk. To, it doesn't matter. That it's a Nintendo thing, but buy a little Solar Amiibo and have them next to your Yarnum Tataku. I think I'm going to I'm gonna play Dark Souls on PS4. Yeah. You're not gonna swatch it. Big, you gotta get, you get that big TV. You got the yeah, big screen. You're gonna have a full babby when it comes in, like right after it comes out. Though you're gonna need to like hold the babby and then go through the undead well, berg. The good thing is that putting There's a game that is infuriatingly hard on a system you can throw maybe not the best idea. Ooh, that's not mm-hmm. good. Uh, I just the idea of playing Dark Souls on a plane is so weird to me. Yeah. That is not an airplane video game. You don't, really? you don't want to cuss in front of that crying baby? No, you're supposed to be seated and not moving when you play Dark Souls. It's Dark Souls should have a pedometer on it, and if you're moving, it stops. It's supposed to be in the dark? What? Yeah. I, Starving? What are you, what are you doing <laughs> on airplanes? I'm usually seated and not moving. No, it's moving. You're moving at like several hundred miles an hour. doesn't feel like it, though. Yeah. Anyway, what are you, what are, Jonathan, what do you think Blue Point's doing? Uh, I feel like the if we ignore the Sony of it all, the Mass Effect trilogy is like a pretty good guess for a reasonable thing. Um for PS1 era, like there's so much that is now being done. Like we saw Crash happen. There are all these rumors of Spyro happening. Like in terms of things that are people are nostalgic for, um, I know it's sort of down here, but like Ape Escape, I do think is reasonable. I want photorealistic apes. Ooh, Ooh I, don't, I, I want it to be that. like that monkey that broke out of the zoo in Japan, and it's just you got to go after him with like one of those like new sticks. <laughs> the <laughs> fur technology is just amazing yeah. in this game. Yeah, I, Ape Escape is a weird one where like I remember playing that game and have memories of it, but they're not like super fond. Like. It, the, the gameplay just seemed very basic to me when I was younger. We yeah, they but. re-released it like what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't hold up. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, don't get. I mean, I'm trying to think of like iconic PS1 and PS2 games that would be held in the same light as Shadow, and yeah. I can't think of a lot. Yeah. Like we talked about Metal Gear. I mean, no one could, needs to remake Symphony of the Night. They could do Eco, but it's like sort of like why? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if you remake Silent Hill. Remake The Last Guardian. You just just make yeah. the last guardian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that game's problem wasn't visuals, right? No. Like, uh, I think I think it's I I think it's Metal Gear. I think it should be Metal Gear. Huh. Um. But I also I also think Sony should put a ring on it and just lock these these dudes down. For yeah. Life. Yeah. Because like before they go is off, how, is that how business works? <laughs> yeah. You put a ring. You propose. Yeah. Well, Shuhei also- Yoshida gets down on one knee, and he goes. Will you, will you be my wife forever? Yeah. <laughs> and they go, okay, I will only take your old and cherished memories and make yeah. them prettier until I die. So there is the, the, no... So uh, just the part that's super interesting to me is that they, they said they're making a remake instead of making their own original game, and they've done such good work making these remakes and remasters. I want to see what they do as an original game. Yeah. Like, I really want to know what the studio so has So the them. funniest thing about all of this is... We're, we're talking about this on a PlayStation show. I think there's a good chance it's the Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch. Yeah. Really? They, they come that's, from retro. And there's rumors yeah. that Metroid Prime Children come to Switch. So if that happens, I apologize for this entire segment. Selfishly, yeah. I want that. Not selfishly. Shuhei, time to go ring shopping. <laughs> All right. That's enough out of you. Uh, Brian, we're going to kick you off right now when we're going to get Barrett Courtney to come on and talk about Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, because he's been playing it. Barrett's the guy who uh, hangs out in the studio and puts weird JPEGs over our faces when we're trying to have a serious discussion. John hey, Barrett. Peggy. Barrett. All right, Brian, get the hell out of here. All right, well, you're, fine. you're allowed to like say your final words. No, you're not. He did. He said he, Red, he said, red wine. <laughs> Hey, you ever play that game UB40 hands? You tape a bottle of red wine to each hand and you try to drink it. <laughs> There's the UB40 joke. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have minutes. fun with the Ninu Nanas. And we're back, and we're joined by Barrett, who's been playing Nino Kuni 2, The Revenant Kingdom. Brap, brap. 
Wow. It's like Brian <laughs> didn't even leave. That was a start. Uh, he hasn't so, talked about UB40, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, you're uh, off to a great start. Yeah, you haven't shouted at all, so that's wonderful. <laughs> it's just like a very nice change of pace. Barrett, you and Jonathan have started Nino Kuni 2 from the beginning of playing yes. a bit. Yes, we have. Yes. You yeah. got to just. The end. How yeah. many hours have you played of this fine game? So, one of my frustrations with this game is that it counts the hours that you spend just in menus. Oh, so, God. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, it says I'm 11 hours in, but I'm, I think it's one of eight. Okay. Around okay. Eight hour right. I'm like 10 or so in. I have very little time on menus, so okay. probably like. Yeah. yeah. So you probably guys are still like probably eight. just scratching the surface, though, because this oh, is like absolutely. a big, old, big I assume so. I mean, like, I'm currently level 23, my characters are, but. Brag about it. Yeah, yeah. We're pr- I'm pretty good at the game. That's good <laughs> but I assume it's still pretty early on. Okay, so yeah. first things first, this is a sequel, which was a PS3 exclusive for the, for the first one. And I know that well, kind also of, for that DS. Missed it. That weird. That was like a that side story. Because Nino Kuni started out as a DS game, I believe. Yeah. In Japan. Did it? As, yeah. In Japan, I believe it was a DS game. So yes. they're kind of, as, as an IP, it's sort of all over the place. But I know that that's Thank always you. a lot of the concern with a lot of people jumping into a new massive RPG is mm. who are these weird anime animals uh, so is, is this a standalone story from the ground up uh it is slightly connected to the first one i only played about the first third of the the ps3 version uh version <laughs> of the game and i what has been told to me is that there are slight connections but this takes place like a hundred years after or like I don't know some hundred years it's definitely like some a amount time of after. time you don't yeah. like the characters that were in the first one aren't really in this one there's references yeah yeah but you're not you're not like you're not like immediately disoriented, right? No, absolutely. No. Okay, not. so it's it is totally a fine jumping on point. You live inside of Drippy. Yes, Drippy yes. has been carved open. And <laughs> yeah. Your hut is inside. He's of looking Drippy at a snow the, globe. Yeah. The Welsh just, lantern from yeah. the first yeah. game. Uh, oh, the well, we could talk about that, but the accents and dialogue in this game are just all over the place yeah. for like just we'll different ahead. UK dialects. Can, you, can yeah. you still play it with uh, Japanese audio dub or subtitle? I'd assume so. I haven't tried. Yeah, I haven't yeah. really okay. gone into it because I think the just. Like the versions that we got, we it was just our already English and okay. English. So one worry that people had is the ga- the first game famously had a partnership with Studio Ghibli of mm. uh, you know Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke, Castle in the Sky, Pocahontas. Um, that partnership doesn't exist anymore. People are worried, like, oh, does that mean this is going to feel like a direct to DVD game? What do you guys think? So there's <coughs> there's definitely a feel with the cutscenes that I, I get the sort of direct to DVD feeling with. Because from what I remember playing the first game, there were like a couple like robust cutscenes, like five minutes, where you get that Ghibli charm, yeah, and like sort of getting these characters out and like making them having that you know like Princess Mononoke charm or Spirited Away and stuff. With these cutscenes, the frustration that I have is that they're like at least as far as I've played for eight hours, they're like maybe 30 seconds, maybe 11 seconds of just like introducing a new character and like them reacting to something. And then it goes back into like in engine dialogue text that you oh. have to with read. them occasionally yeah. saying a word or two. But sometimes yeah. those dialogue things will have them say the full dialogue randomly and they just clearly didn't maybe have time or budget huh. to animate. Yeah, but is yeah, that weird yeah. thing where there's like a scene where uh, King Evan, it's like he's going to give a rousing speech and then it's like a 10 second speech and you're like, oh, that's the whole thing. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Like I'm enjoying, I'm good. I get to go back to playing the game, which I okay. really enjoy yeah. playing. But it's like, oh, okay. I expected more. So. Luckily in game, the game still looks good. Like the yeah. game's yes. still great. So, and still I, and like, I love like a lot of the creature design. Yeah, the characters and stuff are all There's great. still a charm to it that like even what you don't get from the cutscenes, there's still a, a story being told that I'm enjoying. Yeah. That I feel like if it was like if you told me that this was a Ghibli sort of directed story, like I'd be like I'd be like, okay, yeah, I see that. Well, yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because even like in, in the animation department, um, 
One of Ghibli's more recent. Uh, it, also, there's no right way to say it. Just for the record, it's Ghibli or Ghibli or Ghibli. Ghibli. Uh, but they, they one of the more recent shows. I think it's on on Amazon. They did. Yeah. They did cell shaded. So they're doing they're doing full on CG over at their end. So I think initially it was like, oh, is it like a, it's like not the real full hand drawn animation? It's all it's all CG at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, um, definitely the cutscenes feel more like Aladdin two, Return of Jafar, yeah, and mm, less Aladdin fair. one. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, does it play like Aladdin one? <laughs> oh, it does. Like the old platform. Genesis Aladdin. or Super Shinji Mikami. Weirdly both. Um, I'm too no, young so, for all of yeah. these references. The, uh, the combat in this has been pretty much thrown out the window. The first one was kind of like a Pokemon esque, but with like real time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was that combat. The first one really reminded me a lot of Chrono Trigger where mm-hmm. it is like the sort of Pokemon you got all these menus and you're you're fighting with multiple people but it's still real time but you're telling your little monster boys like attack or defend or like use this item and yeah. whatnot and yeah that's all been thrown away for sort of total real time with like a party of like you and two other people of as straight up as well as huh. your Pikmin yeah, so they, cr- they traded Pokemon yeah. for Pikmin. Yeah, well, Higgledies. Higgledies for, are lit. For me, I, I love, we'll get to the Higgledies in a second. Higgledies are great. Uh, I almost cursed about the Higgledies. That's how excited I am about them. Uh, the combat for me is like a mix of Pikmin and Kingdom Hearts, which just plays right to my base. So hi, You're everyone. You're glowing right yeah, now. This, yeah. I, it, like I didn't expect it going in, but there's it's real time and there's a depth to it that you can get into, but it's also surface level. If you want to just kind of button mash and do cool spells and do some awesome melee attacks, like you can do that, but there's also, you can strategize and you can use your Higgledies who do special attacks uh, and come in to help you and aid you with health or different giant yeah, sort of different, specials. Different like sort of sections of Higgledies. There's like, you see, if you're watching the video version on youtube.com slash IGN Beyond, uh, there's plug. these four little squares at the bottom that show these sort of weird little creatures, and each one sort of has a different specialty. The The white one that you get at the beginning of the game, I think it's just like a basic attack. One of the green dudes... Um, heals one of, you. One of them mm. heals you, and then one does like a wind attack, I think. Yeah, there's also like a stat... One does a stat boost for attack. Gotcha. Whereas like the purple ones that you can get are just... OP, they drop a bomb of like okay. dark gravity on your enemies and it's completely really cool. are, are there just are there only four of them or are they kind of like elemental types? You get to use four at a time. Four, but yeah, the, okay. there's based on the color, like in Pikmin, it's like, oh, this one is a water type, okay. this one's sun, okay. this one's fire. So there's yeah. still a little bit of that like Pokemon-esque of like capturing yeah. not capturing but like finding these creatures and having them help you in combat and like going up to them and being yeah like, hey, i just i mean now. obviously people are going to nitpick the, the pokemon comparison but the first one had like like the the animals you were enslaving felt like party members rather than in this case which it's almost more like an elemental uh creature that's yeah. you know running around and they, they very much feel like ancillary like i've gotten through a ton of matches and just fought the enemies myself and not use them at all but if, for strategizing and for using them on more difficult enemies they are totally vital and worth using and they're really fun to use too yeah they also all have different uh sort of personalities so it'll be like this one's Whiff Wafty the Waft, who's shy. That sounds like Whiff Wafty the Waft. This is yeah. why Higgledies are lit. Well, we've heard you heard it here. Hashtag Higgledies lit. are lit. Uh, <laughs> you have written down on this on this sheet puzzles. We want more. IGN.com. Yes. Puzzles. We want more. Uh, re- real quick, I, I wrote that. Uh, but, but real I, quick, I the, that sentiment. the there's another portion of the combat in your overworld um, where you're the little chibi versions of these characters, which I like the overworld sort of like how is a nod back to like 
Final Fantasy VII era of like when you go into battle, it's like these like totally detailed characters, but when you're like walking around, it's like totally like low mm-hmm. poly like yeah, sort of versions. Yeah. And it's like the f- more modern version of that. Yeah. And then you have uh, in the overworld, you'll have if you're watching the video version, these sort of army versus army combat things, which is very like tactics with uh, a little bit of Pikmin in it. Huh. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. just another version of Pikmin. Ask battles, but no, not. Th- that makes a lot of sense because obviously the the big thing in this is is the kingdom building, which we'll yes. talk about in a second. Yeah. But uh, I remember like the the extent of the kind of of the shibi the shibi gameplay in the first overworld game was like you're mostly just avoiding enemies on the map. Like there wasn't a whole lot of really doing stuff while you were in that perspective. But this seems like they've. They've actually fleshed that out a bit. So here they're sporadically uh, throughout the overworld, and you can jump into these battles, and you'll have a couple people who are sort of your army factions, then, and they all have different special abilities, and they all have a certain number of units with them, and they, they're they sort of like a rock, paper, scissors of like the red army hurts the green army, which hurts the blue army, etc. Uh, and so you essentially have to dominate that map mm. uh, through the course of that battle using your... Damn, special they abilities. Some, they got some systems in this yeah. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so like some of them are definitely story based. Some of them are optional that you can find in the overworld. Um, if you like this kind of stuff, I've found a couple that I was like, yeah, I'll go, I'll go back into this. Like, this isn't the type of stuff that I'm into. I'm not very into tactics, tactics games mm-hmm. like this. But I was, I was having fun. I was learning a lot. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed them a lot. So well, and you mentioned yeah. systems. Like, we haven't even gotten to the the, the titular system, yeah. which is the building of the revenue kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, it's this game is interesting because it, it seems like it's got so many layers to it, and it's really like, it, where do you start? Like, what's to to be like? Oh, it's a JRPG is pretty dismissive. because yeah. there's really a lot going on here. Yeah, yeah. and um, it the game unfurls it as you go. Like, it's not here's ten systems, learn how to do them. Like, it's like here's the normal battle. Here are the Higgledies. Here's a thing called the tactic tweaker in your menu that allows you to sort of turn the tide of battle mm-hmm. to like different elements oh and God. things like that. Like, yeah. well, I think it, the point is if you're patient for to play a game called Nino Kuni Two Revenant King. You're probably patient enough to learn its systems, yeah. such as the puzzles. We want more puzzles. Tell us about the puzzles. We Man. want puzzles because they're also lit. They're just jigsaw puzzles. It's yeah. it? no, no. no uh, oh. So there, there's a specific uh, section of this game where you're playing as King Evan and you uh, need to find a kingmaker, which is essentially you have to conquer this beast or creature to basically let you become a king. And so, like Evan's journey, he has to sort of find his and make his own kingdom and then <clears throat> but before he can do that he has to sort of take these kingmaker trials and the if you're watching the video version you're you see the gameplay here of there's a story being told like a storybook and through the puzzle um you have to like sort of guess like which or sort of like come to conclusion of like which statue you have to like walk to first and like Huh. They need to be pointed. They need to be looking at a, like a specific object uh, for some of them, and that's the only time I've seen this puzzle like eight hours in. And I want more of yeah. these because they were really fun and like really really cool. Also, you got all the bonus orbs. Good job. Huh. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's that thing of I we got to this section. Uh, surprisingly, I thought it would just be like a battle challenge, and then it's like, oh, solve this battle based on the short story you have to read, and it's f- and I spent you can do like a top overview to see the whole map. And I spent like five minutes like tracing lines on my TV with my finger being like, okay, if I go this way, it won't work that way. Wait, let me start here and do this. And it was like a really fun, unexpected aspect of it. And I'm maybe an hour or two later than you, but I really hope these return or there are other puzzles like Hmm. this. I like the idea that this keeps layering systems, but they don't feel half-assed. Like they don't feel like they're just there for the sake of being there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like whether it's the combat, whether it's the real-time strategy stuff, whether it's the puzzle stuff, whether it's the actual kingdom building. Yeah. 
and we haven't even touched on that yet, which is I've, so far I'm early on with it, but I'm really having a good time with it. Uh, so, you okay there, Marty? Don't yeah, die on us. <laughs> uh, so essentially, you start out. It's Ev- King Evan finds the plot of land that's going to be the start of his kingdom, and you decide, oh wait, we should actually build this kingdom now that people are interested in living here. And so you start the castle, and then you get a sort uh, a bit of King Guilders, I guess they're called. I haven't so, got there yet. Some so. <laughs> there's some sort of currency that essentially you use to build different types of buildings within your your kingdom. So it's like, I need an armory. I need a weapons depot. I need somewhere that's researching spells and I need a Higgledy shop to help upgrade the Higgledies because they're lit. And I'm sorry I said that. And so you build these different areas in your kingdom and you can upgrade them and you add certain citizens to each building to do research and to build sort of, to keep leveling them up. What it reminded me a lot of is the Assassin's Creed 2 villa Mm -hmm. where you have your villa and you're sort of, you have a chest that keeps getting replenished with gold, which you then use to put back into the villa. So it's just, it's this thing that builds on itself, but it's sort of, it depends on how much you want to attend to it. Yeah. That's how big it grows. That excites me a lot. I really yeah. loved the Assassin's Creed. Team yeah, me too. Building. And uh, this feels, I think, probably a little more tied into the story, whereas the villa you could kind of just leave be if yeah. you want to. But this is sort of part of the main thrust of the story is building your kingdom up. And so it's exciting to just be starting there and seeing how it can grow. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I have so far, just again, I'm only eight hours into what I assume is at least an 80 to 100 hour game is... Everything feels a little segmented, and I think that just might be sort of the mood I'm in with a JRPG after playing Persona 5, where everything transitions into each other really well. Like, when you're in a hub world uh, in this game, when you go into, like, the regular combat, you can just see the enemies, and you go up, and you start fighting them, and, like, the map will show you, like, this is the battle area right here, but then when you're in the overworld and you have, like, all the sort of, like, little monsters that you have to, like, walk around and stuff, if you go into that battle, it feels like there's a momentum building, and then you have to wait and get into that battle, and then do the battle, and it's cool, and then you have to wait and then get back into the overworld, and none of it, it doesn't, none of it really transitions well. Yeah, it's almost like less... It's less a knock on Nino Kuni and more of like, well, if you're being compared to Persona, Sister I think that's, that's the, the mark of a really good game is when the one you play after it sort of frustrates you just for yeah. not being the last. Yeah, one. but it's also it's the thing where I feel we're very much and still if. I agree with you. It could yeah. be 80 hours long. We're still in the tutorial section, much in the way in Persona, you're still in the tutorial 25 hours in, it yep. feels like sometimes. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if things start to coalesce, but I totally agree right now. It feels like I do the tactics battle, and then I go over here to do the in-world battle. and then So, I so hopefully, here, like when, after you get through all of the learning about the game, hopefully they sort of meld together. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like this is also coming out at such a good time because like it's a busy week or two with uh, Way Out and Far Cry 5 and not on PlayStation, but Sea of Thieves. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't have competition in any of those. Like it doesn't feel the same as any of those. And there's no JRPG sort of on the timeline. Like we're getting Detroit and God of War and and uh, God Dark of War, Souls. my favorite JRPG. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, hey, I feel like it as has long a, as some of them. I feel <laughs> like, like it has a long. runway for a while of 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 sort of being singular and by itself in terms of games like this coming up. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. there's there's no mainstream Persona game coming out this year, so this is probably well. Are they going to be dancing? That doesn't, count. doesn't count. It's a dancing game. It's dancing not, is so same. mainstream. Um, it is more mainstream than RPGs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The uh, I, I hate to be comparing these two, but I do oddly think that this might be this year's Persona 5, where Persona 5 came out early in the year last year, and I don't feel like a lot of people... Like, there was a different hype about it around like than the other Persona games. Like, yeah. more people knew about it this time around. There were people paying attention, and then it came out... And it came out in like that two week period of Zelda and uh, Horizon, mm. 
And so it sort of dipped off for a while. And slowly throughout the year, you had this sort of hype building again of yeah. like, oh, people that, got to it in the summer. They got yeah, to it like, yeah. we got to yeah. like people got to it later, and they're like, oh, this this game's actually awesome. And then it got into game of the year conversations, mm-hmm. and I think that could possibly happen with Nino Cooney. Yeah, it's very much a game that I was going to not like skip entirely, but be like, okay, I probably don't need to play at launch because there are four other games out that week, and I need to make sure I try everything. And here's an eighty-hour game I don't want to dive into, but I played. Two hours, I'm like, I need to keep playing this. Yeah. I was really getting into the flow of it. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't play it all this weekend, and it was the only game I wanted to play over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's rad. It's yeah. it's interesting because I feel like <clears throat> growing up with with kind of older JRPGs, I always thought of them. I mean, there's there's the there's the combat, the strategy, the story. There's a lot of time in menus, but you think back in like you know old Final Fantasies did occasionally have puzzles, and they did have like mm-hmm. you know there were other mechanics thrown in there. But it's weird how almost cookie cutter a lot of a lot of JRPGs almost either they they feel very safe or they kind of find their own sort of like their kind of boilerplate like that this is this is how you play the game but it's cool to see between something like this and something like persona 5 where there's so many other systems at once mm-hmm. that it's almost like you know it's almost like a mario party but with a story tying everything yeah. together you know you're yeah. doing all these different things and kind of jumping totally. yeah. yeah like beyond that first tactics battle i don't really know if you have to do any of those mandatorily like they're in the overworld but you can kind of just walk around them mm-hmm. so if that's not your thing you can probably skip it and i assume with the kingdom building you could probably just do the base level of it and yeah. just get by and follow the story. So, right. yeah, if you just want to see what the story is like, it feels like you can probably do that, yeah. too. Also, Roland, Best Boy 2018. You heard it here first, IGN.com. Sure. Puzzles. <laughs> we want more. <laughs> Roland, the best boy. I'm excited. Lofty cool. is uh, Best Lisa Simpson. We don't, we don't talk about bootleg Lisa Simpson. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this comes out, what, the 23rd? Yes. Yeah. And um, do, we have, do we know who's reviewing it? No idea. Should probably get on that. Yeah, Marty Sleeva. Sure, no, I'm sure Dan. Marty, I believe, Marty I, believe Sleeva. Yeah. I know who's reviewing it. It's not someone at this table. Probably. The healthiest, yeah. least tired man at IGN. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll have we'll have stuff on that here. And yeah. uh, on that note, we're gonna we're gonna end end the show. I don't know how that works. I Good guess job. Dan, Dan's in the studio. But anyway, uh, Barrett, uh, who, where are you on Twitter? Uh, I'm at Sad Boy Barrett. And uh, in case you don't know me, because I'm usually not on the side of the camera. I do video gameplay capture for IGN, so I do the first minutes. And the po- most popular series for IGN, graphics comparisons. And oh, I was going to say Injustice 2 <laughs> gameplay videos. <laughs> and I love how uh, graphics comparisons are kind of the who wore it better of games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and I, I also uh, am a regular producer for this show, uh, Podcast well, you've been, yeah. you've been doing a great oh. job in spite of the people who complain about the JPEGs. You put on the t- <laughs> Joseph Peggs. I uh, I put Sora's face over Jonathan a couple times earlier in this episode. Well, he, very he probably yeah. does that at home sometimes. Too, yeah, but. it's just my mirror is just uh, cut out of Sora's face. Yeah. Makes sense. Cool. Just looks great. Uh, you can find Jonathan on Twitter. He's Jam Dornbush. Yep. Marty is McBiggity with two G's and two yeah. T's. And we're also next. Oh, you, know, you, you do yours, and then I'm going to no. make an announcement. Yeah, you just make the announcement. Wait, wait to pregnant ruin the momentum here. You're Marty. pregnant. Uh, no, Beyond. we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a special uh, episode early next week of Beyond. Uh, because Andrew and I are going to play God of War for a couple hours this week, and so we're going to record a real quick, just little intimate love session where we talk about God of War. Ooh, Ooh. I don't know if I can say when the embargo is, but it's early next week. You can't, early you next can't, week. You can't say it's like we're, we're so we're, we don't have to do Beyond next. No, week? No, we're still <laughs> doing it because it's GDC. We're doing fancy Beyonds. Ah, double, oh. double Beyond, all in suits. All right, we can, be, we can get fancy. Ooh, I like that. Anyway, this is a weird show. I'm still <laughs> jet lagged. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the show. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're not already. It's YouTube.com/slash IGN Beyond. You can tell by how much Barrett's moving around when we're saying talking about that. He wants you to do that. Go do that. Do it, do it, it helps the people who make the things <clears throat> that you watch on the thing. Also, uh, one that I also recently learned is ring the bell to get the notifications of 
every time an, uh, an episode of Beyond goes up. Yeah. yeah. Ring the bell and you get the cookie. It comes down the chute and you learn a valuable lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the end of the show. It's over. Goodbye. Beyond. 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 Beyond.